again, everyone. Welcome into season three of the Adam Jones podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's the former five-time MLB All-Star Adam Jones. I'm back in Baltimore. He's down in Florida. We'll both be in Sarasota throughout March. This is episode number 60, AJ. And after opening with the governor of Maryland, then pivoting to Manny Machado, we're going to chat with the new Orioles ace, Corbin Burns, following the conversation with Burns. Adam and I are going to talk about the all-star game concept and the way it's gone south, especially with the NBA and NFL and whether it has a place in pro sports anymore. We'll also discuss the big focus on court storming. It's become a hot topic in lieu of what happened at Duke and Caitlin Clark. And why is it permitted at the collegiate level when the pros don't allow it? Plus, another round of Socially Speaking will respond to one of your social media posts, correspondences. But we begin, of course, with our featured guest, Corbin Burns, the Orioles ace, who was brought to us by our friends at Jimmy's Famous Seafood, which will have Brady Anderson and Nick Marcakis there for their opening day tailgoat just uh, less than a month away now. Get your tickets before they're gone. And let's bring in Corbin Burns right now, the new Oriole and the ace. Welcome. Now, Corbin, thanks for being here. And tell us, when the trade came down, and I have to tell you, Adam Jones has been pimping for you to become an Oriole. (laughs) Since this podcast began over 18 months ago, were you caught off guard when the deal went down? Yeah, first, thanks for having me on. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just, just especially for how late it was in the end of the offseason. Um, gosh, at that point, I think I was 12 days away from, from reporting to camp. So, um, you know, definitely caught me off guard, especially with, with some of the moves that Milwaukee had made and that being, you know, being that late. But I was, I was ready to go to camp. I was prepared. Um, I was already starting to go in there to throw uh, bullpens and live BPs. So, um, I was ramping up spring ready to go and then got that phone call that um, you know, I've been traded to the Baltimore Orioles. And immediately the first 48 hours are kind of crazy for you not living as far as, you know, get down to, to Sarasota, find a place to live in Baltimore, um, travel arrangements for the family, that kind of stuff. But then um, you know, once I got a second to breathe a little bit, um, it was exciting. It's an exciting organization to be a part of. Um, obviously the best team in the AL last year, won 101 games in the postseason. Um, exciting young group, good group of guys to be around. Um, it's been nothing but good since I've been here. So real quickly, you found a spot in Baltimore. You're all set. Yep, yep. We we got all that taken care of pretty quickly, so we don't have to have to worry about it once once camp uh, started. So yeah, we're all, we're all set on that front now. Good. Money does that. No, but <laughs> I want to. Uh, I'm gonna get to your time with obviously your, your brothers now with the Orioles, but I want to talk about the time in Milwaukee. That's where you started. That's you know that's where they gave you your first opportunity to be who you are. Your brothers, your friendships there, the city of Milwaukee, some brats like you. They groomed you to be who you are. So I just wanted to just, just to give a little love to, to your former organization and, and all the relationships that you built there. I was traded, so I, I still have those relationships, and those relationships will never go away. Yeah, yeah, like you said, I mean, you're still still talking to teammates on a daily basis. Um, you know, staff still reaches out, checking on you, see what you're doing. Because like you say, I was, I was there in that organization for eight seasons. I was drafted by them in 16. Um, you know, they took a chance on me debuted with them in 18 they gave me a second chance and after 19 when I struggled so much that um you know it's hard to say anything bad about an organization that gives you you know your first chance and a second chance and the opportunity to really you know blossom into they, they gave me a chance they turned me into you know the pitcher I am now through the opportunities that I was given had I been with a different organization in a bigger market you never know what would happen so um you know, I appreciate everything that that organization did for me the people that are in that organization um teammates the fan base everyone was was great to me now Let's get to the Orioles. You get traded over there. 
I mean, obviously, the first 48 hours is definitely a win of emotion. You go into a new city, you go to Sarasota. It's not an easy place to get a rental, by the way. Um, <laughs> we tried. We, we'd always get one the second spring training left. We get it another year. But your first, your first few weeks there, working with Adley, working with McCann, a veteran catcher, working with Bradish. I know he's down a little bit, but working with these guys. And, again, you're the guy they're going to come to. You're Cy Young. They're going to they're gonna come to you. How has that been? Because, again, the last few years, guys have came to you and Woodruff. You guys are the big dogs of, the, of baseball. So how is it now? where you're like undeniably the guy they're coming to. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always kind of said that the most important relationships um, for a pitcher is, is working with the catchers. Um, so I've started those relationships with both Adley and, and McCann. They both caught me a decent amount, whether it's bullpens, by BPs, game action of the other day. So uh, you know, the, the most important relationship for us on the mound is knowing that we can trust the guy behind the plate and knowing that, you know, behind the plate, they trust us to, you know, to hit our spots and go out and, and stick to the game plan and attack the zone. So, First off, um, that's that's the most important relationship, and I've gotten that going with them. Then, then next, you kind of move into the rest of the pitching staff, like you talked about. Um, they've got a lot, of, lot of young guys, a lot of guys that are eager for information, wanting to learn. Um, so I've told these guys, hey, whatever you want to know, like I'm, I'm an open book. I'll give you whatever I can. If I don't know, I'll go figure it out and help you out. Um, so they, they've been great coming to me and, and just helping me, you know, get adapted to this organization. Um, you know, the, the pitching staff, the analytics group, everyone's just been great if, as far as reaching out, giving me anything I need. Um, you know, it's definitely weird coming to a new organization because they don't know you, you don't know them. So, um, you know, the first week or so, it's kind of just figuring everything out, figure out who people are. It's a lot of new faces, a lot of new names. So still still working on getting all those down. But, um, yeah, it's been great. And so now that I've kind of gotten those relationships started with the rest of the, uh, you know, the pitchers and the catchers, um, yeah, I can start to move on with the, with the rest of the guys in the field of, of establishing that relationship and knowing that, hey, when I'm on the mound, these guys got my back just as much as they got you know my back when I'm out there. All right, so that leads me into the next question. It's a two-parter. Do you know everyone's name in the clubhouse just yet? Have you gotten that down? Because I still don't know everyone's name, and I've been around a while. I would say I've got probably – I've probably got 85 or 90% down. There's still some, obviously some of the young guys that are um, that you don't know from you know, prospects-wise that are they're coming up through their system um, that are in camp for the first time. That Those are the guys that um, – you know, they're obviously a little bit quiet. They kind of stay on their own, which – I think we all did our first camp. Is you don't want to be seen, but you want to be seen enough to, to know you're there. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I've gotten to gotten to know everyone. So I'm I'm, I'm starting. I'm trying to branch out to more of the staff, um, besides you know the, the strength staff and the, the training staff, trying to get to know everyone. And as far as catching with Adley and with James McCann, there have you uh, developed a rapport with them? They both operate differently. James has been around a lot longer, but Adley's a stud, as you know. Adley loves to come out and have a conversation with the pitcher after each inning. Sometimes there's a hug involved. Have you had a discussion with him about how that will go and, and what the uh, protocol might be? <laughs> so he, uh, so I, I do like to you know like to break stuff down with with the catchers. Um, you know, I, obviously he likes to come in and meet you on the field, but there's a lot more conversation that goes after, um, you know, after once you get in the dugout too. Um, I think that's just, it's Adley's personality. He wants to, he wants the best for you just as much, you know, as you do out there, which is what you're looking for in a catcher. You, you want a guy that not only puts the work on the offensive side of it, but wants just as much for his pitching staff. Um, you know, you, you know, you got the right catcher when they go over four with a couple of punch outs, but you win two to nothing. And they're the most excited guy in the clubhouse. So um, <laughs> we've got two of those guys, which is, which is really good. Um, you know, and an encouraging sign from a, from a pitching staff for sure. I want to talk about ace mentality. Now, I've already told you every time I see you, I always you already know me, ace. I call you that all the time. Some some clicked in twenty one. What was that? That just went from I got good stuff. We all knew it. We heard about you in 2019, 2020, 
But what clicked in 2021 that just said, nah, you know what? I'm going to be here to stay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know so many guys that have played in this league and so many names that they came up, they did well, they struggled their second, third year, and they just kind of fizzled out, and I didn't want to be one of those guys. Um, so for me, I, I put a ton of work in on the mental side of it. Um, I felt physically, um, mechanically, pitch stuff, like everything I felt was there. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was like I, I had it all. I just needed the mental side of it. I needed to learn how to deal with adversity. I needed to learn how to you know, prepare better coming into each start so that when something went wrong in the first inning, I knew how to adjust and, and still get through five or six innings. So for me, um, I put a lot of work on the mental side of it. The pitching stuff was there. When I got the mental side of it is kind of when I unlocked, you know, the rest of learning how to pitch and learning how to attack hitters. And then once you do it once, um, it's, it's there. You know that feeling. Um, so even, gosh, my, my year last year, I tell people, you know, everyone's like, hey, you had another great year last year. I'm like, personally, that was my worst year. I mean, I was able to sell and still throw 195 innings at a 3-3, and I didn't have the feeling for anything. But I knew I had the mentality of, hey, this is what I got today. I better figure it out. I got to get through six, and I can't wear out this bullpen even more than they've been worn out. So um, you just kind of learn how to how to navigate lineups. You had to navigate your routine every five days to best put yourself in the position to go out and, and help your team win. And uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to learn that through 2019 and 2020. And um, now I'm in the spot to, to help other guys learn that as well. So you it's safe to say you want the ball. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. It's yeah, safe absolutely. to say you want the ball. Absolutely. You want my, my, my goal is every five days to go out there and pitch. And I want 33, 34 starts. Give me 200 innings. And then game one of the, the postseason, give me the ball and let's roll. Our exclusive conversation with Orioles ace Corbin Burns continues in just a moment here on the Adam Jones podcast. But first, we have to acknowledge our loyal and dedicated sponsors. Please go out and support them as they support us. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Weinman Company. Your fun awaits at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Feed the whole crew with something for everyone from cheesesteaks to crab cake sandwiches. Plus, ask how you can get a $15 dining credit. Get in on the gaming action with the hottest slots and your favorite table games like blackjack, roulette, and poker. Free live shows every Friday and Saturday. Come experience nonstop fun and excitement only at Hollywood Casino Perryville. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. Maryland Lottery. Because fun looks good on you. Right now, play our exciting new multiplier scratch-offs for a chance to win up to $2 million. If you received ERC funds, listen closely. The IRS has 10 years to audit your claim, but you only have until March 22nd to get taxpayer relief, and the clock is ticking. If you're losing sleep over a possible audit, we'll review your claim. If you made a filing error, we'll set things right. If you're being audited, we'll provide expert representation. The IRS Voluntary Disclosure Program ends March 22nd. You deserve peace of mind. Visit SaveMyERC.com to schedule a consultation today. That's SaveMyERC.com. 
by Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. There are a lot of ways to make whiskey, but there's only one way to make Jack Daniels. At Jack Daniels, they charcoal mellow every drop, only using water from Cave Spring Hollow in Tennessee. When you make your own label, you make everything else yours too. But we don't need to tell you that, do we? Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. Tennessee whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniel Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels and Old Number 7 are registered trademarks. 2022 Jack Daniels, all rights reserved. Everyone knows Green Mount Station in Hampstead, but did you know that at Green Mount Station, you can bet seven days a week just like you're at the track? With in-person teller windows and state-of-the-art touchscreen kiosks. And with Green Mount Station's brand new Bet Park Sports Book, you can bet on all other sports as well, wherever you are in Maryland. Spreads, money lines, live bets, props, parlays, and teasers. The Bet Park's Maryland mobile app is now live for Apple and Android devices, so you'll never miss your next big score. Just search for Bet Parks MD in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And for a limited time, 21 and over Adam Jones podcast listeners can get a $75 gift card to Green Mount Station simply for opening a new account with promo code GMS and a minimum $50 initial deposit. $75 gift card for new users in Maryland only. 21 and over only. Please play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, you work hard, I work hard, and we all like to save money. That's why we need the Royal Farms Rofo Rewards app to get more value for our hard-earned money. With the app, you earn royalty points on every purchase, can place mobile orders for quick pickup, plus a discount at the gas pump with Rofo Pay. We all like to save money, and with the Rofo Rewards app, we do. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Let's get back into it. Our exclusive chat with the Orioles ace, Corbin Burns, only on the Adam Jones podcast. Do you have a definition? Yeah, I mean, that's what an ace is. What's your definition of an ace, Corbin? Is it thrown around too loosely in Major League Baseball? I think everyone has their own um, you know, definition of an ace. Um, you know, when I look at a guy that's at the top of the rotation, it's a guy kind of like we talked about, taking the ball every five days, taking it 33, 34 starts, putting up the numbers, helping the team win every day. Um, when everyone else is kind of struggling in rotation, you're the guy that goes out and throws seven innings to, to help that bullpen, you know, return to being fresh. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary. The guy that's got to go out there and have a three ERA every year and punching out 250 guys, like you can have a guy at the top that has roughly a three and a half, but if he's eating 200 innings and he's out there every five days, that's a guy you can rely on to, to eat innings and go out there and, and perform. All right, let me ask you this. You're 29 years old, which is pretty young for a Major League Baseball player. I mean, unless you're Gunnar Henderson or Jackson Holiday, But do you feel like you're coming into your prime right now? Do you still have 200 innings and 200 strikeouts underneath your belt for years to come? Yeah, absolutely. I'm still learning a lot. Yeah, I've, 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 I learn stuff out here every day. Um, I'm fortunate enough this year I get to pitch with Craig Kimbrell, who's done this for 15 years in the big league. So there's, there's a lot to learn from that guy. Um, but yeah, there's, I think there's pieces I pick up every year, pieces I pick up every week, every start, um, different ways to get hitters out. Um, I'm only getting stronger physically. Um, you know, so it's, it's one of those things that I feel like I still got a lot left in the tank and, um, you know, I think 200 innings and 200 Ks is kind of the benchmark now for me to, to strive for every year. But I always tell everyone, you know, at the end of every season, you know, when they ask, you know, what was it a successful year? I'm like, look, I was healthy and then I didn't hit the IL. I made 
my starts every five days. I made 32, 33 plus starts. I know if I'm on the field, I'm helping the team a lot more than if I'm on the IL. What would it take to keep you in Baltimore? <laughs> That's an ancient question. Don't answer. Don't answer. Let me Don't throw answer. it this way. Well, let me throw it this way. Besides the money, how much will the atmosphere in the Orioles clubhouse impact your decision making? Yes. I mean, so far it's been a great group. Um, you know, the, the when you look at the future of, of Baltimore, um, you know, it's in that clubhouse. It's the guys that are in there. Um, like you say, the the Gunnar Hendersons, the the Jackson Holiday. You know, some of these guys that are 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, coming up and you know the the guys in the rotation and Grayson Rodriguez and Bradish these these are all young guys that have bright futures so um as far as being an organization that the future looks bright based off the age of these guys and the core of the group of these guys um it's in a good spot obviously with the with the ownership change um <clears throat> I think it's kind of given some new life to the the front office and the guys in here that hey there could be some big change coming so it's definitely an exciting time to be in the Baltimore organization Last question I have for you. Adam and I went back and forth this past week talking about possible topics for the podcast, and one was the new uniforms. I snapped a picture of you in your new uniform. You didn't see me. You were walking away from me, like most Major League Baseball players. And I snapped the picture, and all I got was comments about, wow, the numbers look too small. I can barely read the lettering. Then we see that some of the pants are see-through. Is it much ado about nothing with these uniforms? Where do you come in? So I think, you know, just from, from hearing what obviously MLB is saying, what Nike is saying, you know, they've, they've been trying to listen to what the players have said for the past couple of years. Like, hey, in the, the heat of summer, these jerseys, they can be hot. They're a little bit heavy. Um, so something that's a little bit more breathable, a little bit lighter would be nice. Um, and so I think they just probably took the extreme on it and went a little bit too thin with some stuff and made it too light. And it's definitely breathable, as, as you see. And there's some pretty see-through pictures. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, I just, I think that you know they obviously they didn't do template on the back, so it's it's a it's a change that I think a lot of people weren't expecting to come the first year. Um, so visually, I think that's where it's coming from. The players, you know, obviously with the see through stuff and the feeling of it, um, you know, they they tried to take into account what we were saying as far as hey, you know, these jerseys they're kind of heavy, they're 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 pretty hot, and so I think they just went a little too far in the extreme. So I think they instead of maybe going from from a, from a two to a 10 on the breathable skill, maybe they should have jumped it to, to a five or a six before they just turned the dial all the way up. But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Corbin, we really appreciate the time and wish you nothing but success throughout the season. Can't wait to see you down in Sarasota next week, too. Awesome. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate having me on. Well, he was pretty awesome. Corbin Burns, great to have on the Adam Jones podcast for the first time, AJ. And you guys have a history. I think that Birdland is just going to be excited to see this guy pitch and they're going to just be enamored by how he presents himself and what he's going to teach these other kids and players. I just think his impact is going to be a lot bigger than we expected. I'm just so glad he's in the black and orange now. Love some of his answers and can't wait to see him on the bump. All right, time to move on for our For the Birds segment. It's brought to us by the Maryland Lottery. Hey, when you play the Maryland Lottery, set limits, never play when you're stressed, and know your odds of winning. To learn more, visit mdlottery.com slash play responsibly. Of course, must be 18 years older to play. I think both of us qualify in that respect. All right. So fans coming onto the court in collegiate sports. Fans stormed on the court. Duke Ford Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski hurt his knee. Not sure how bad just yet, but he was vocal about it afterwards. I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. When are we going to ban court storming? 
Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. For me, it's not okay. It's never been okay in professional sports. And we've had this discussion in the past when we've seen idiots run on the field intoxicated, presumably, during right. Major League Baseball games or NFL games. But why aren't the colleges doing more? I know what happened a week ago with you with uh, excuse me LSU and Kentucky when LSU upset Kentucky on a last second basket their fans mm. ran onto the court and Kentucky got a hundred thousand dollars out of that because the SEC has a fine in place so the money had to be paid by LSU to Kentucky do you think that's an incentive to try and keep these kids off the court or do they need to hire more security AJ well I mean like there's been so many opinions around it um I've heard some good ones. I think Richard Jefferson had a good one saying, you know, if you're a mid-major team and you beat the blue, this the Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, uh, Villanova, Georgetown back in the day, if like you beat those certain teams, you storm the court. Um, it's, it's a fine line nowadays. I think that with social media and like, you know, you see these kids running the court, not really caring where they're going. They're trying to get to the excitement. I've heard other people saying, hold off. You know, give them give the opposing team 30 seconds to get off because, hey, you know, those guys, the, the, the fans are ready to go and they're itching. Just give the, the team 30 seconds just to get off the court. Again, the team knows they got their butt whooped and they don't, you know, but they shouldn't have to be subject to the fans running on, especially in today's climate. People just running over, not caring. You suck yelling things at, at, at them that have been doing the whole game. Um, the reason why you don't see it in pro ball is, you know, people have been there before. I think in college. You know, it's four years, some people longer if you're, you know, Van Wilder. But it's it's like, you know, you go to college. Some people never win games in college. Some people go to, to go, you know, to schools and get four national championships in different sports. So I think that unique college experience is something you can't take away. But at the same time, you just got to watch out for the safety of the players. And if you give them a 30 seconds minute to get off, that's not going to stop the fans it's not there it's not going to stop them less it's not going to be like oh it's a mood swing now it's a mood kill no they're still going to be ready to go but just let the players get off the court that's it yeah like, i think it's I great it's i think blast. it's fantastic just let them get off the court yeah i get it's a blast yeah. you upset a team and all yeah. that but it's a safety issue as you mentioned first and yeah. foremost it's a just get them off issue. the court though just but if you're again if you're in college and those four years are very special you get to do something very very unique and it, like i've seen relationships the matter if they're 20, 30 years apart, if you went to said school, you have said relationship with the person that is that you don't even know. So I understand these kind of things with it. Just get the players off. Let what about celebrate for sure? But just get what about having off. like a dozen dedicated police that can form some sort of funnel to get the players off the court? They have to go through the police, okay, to get off the court, keep the fans away, and allow you know a minute to go by, and then the fans can run on the court. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just give them just give them the time. And, you know, with these big teams coming in, when Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky comes into town, you know there's extra security because these teams don't come into certain places so often. LSU, Kentucky, I know LSU's men basketball isn't what LSU's women basketball is. LSU's football and baseball and gymnastics. Uh, I know their basketball team is – they ain't been that good since Ben Simmons. They weren't that good then. Yeah. Um, so – I understand that, that Kentucky is still a major, major win, but it's SEC, SEC. Now, I can see if it was, uh, you know, La Louisiana Lafayette upsetting Kentucky. I can see that. They, they're not going to see that often. But 
I get it. Just let the guys get off the court. Celebrate. I think fans need to celebrate. That's an incredible thing because, again, when Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke comes to your city, they usually pummel you. And you go four years of getting absolutely pummeled by these teams. So when you finally beat them, it's celebratory. And I get it. Just get them off. That's it. This has been going on for a while. I believe it's been magnified because, A, a Duke player was involved at Wake Forest last weekend. And God forbid a Duke player get hurt. And also the great Caitlin Clark. So it's not just the men. It's the women as well. She got stormed or almost run over by an Ohio State fan a few weeks ago running onto the court. I've seen that. And she's, I mean, obviously her – her influence and what she's doing, Caitlin Clark, is amazing. I mean, every game is sold out. Every road game has been sold out. I seen her when she was at Maryland. I mean, every game is just incredible. She's must-see TV. She's must-see TV for sure. And, it's again, it's the safety issue. And, you know, how polarizing now women's basketball is, it's amazing that, you know, they're causing they're, so much attention. is going LSU, South Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, uh, sorry, Connecticut, Tennessee, um, North Carolina. Like, these schools are hungry, and these young ladies are balling. And the fans are coming out and supporting it. And that's the be- that's the beauty of it. So when Iowa goes to, you know, Arkansas and or Ohio State, and, you know, generally that's like you're talking about two people going to – two juggernauts going against each other. It's not something that I would be like, oh, storm the court over that. But being the number one team in the nation, whenever you beat the number one team in the nation and you're not ranked, you storm the court. Just get them off. That's it. And now I see when she uh, everywhere she's at, they have extra security around the uh, Iowa team just for things like that. Because, again, you can't stop the fans from having a good time. You just have to just make sure that the players are out of the way in safety. Because, hell, the home team, they want to turn up with their people, too. Like, they want to. But if they don't, they, you know, if you ask them, they would just be like, hey, just give us 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, something just to move to the side. And then let the let the young kids go there and have them have at it. And the last word on this, the key phrase there that you had was turned up because most of the students oh, yeah. on the floor certainly turned up after 60 minutes of basketball. Or I mean, 40 minutes, late. I should say. 40 yeah. minutes. I mean, just you're lit. I, I added 20 minutes of tailgating. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, just a unique environment. And I remember um, when I first got to Baltimore and my boy, Patrick Thomas, he would PT, we'd always go down to Maryland games and he loved Grievous Vasquez and Maryland. Those years were competitive. They weren't good, good, but they were competitive. And I was a North Carolina fan, always giving them stuff about it. And, but you just see the college passion is just different. It's, it's different. And I remember when they beat North Carolina, storming the court. Like, it's it's different. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing that people in that era, in that timeline, have unique experiences. I got friends that, that won college, uh, that won national championships. They were along the ride for their football team or in the basketball team or the baseball team. Like, those are things that are, are, are lifelong. I know football or basketball storms the court more, but football will do it, too, if they get a good, if they get a good win. And you could and also say more the line, issue, but those guys are in uniform, and I would I wouldn't dare go after a guy if I just lost in a uniform that's got a helmet on. I wouldn't do. That. And you could also make this argument now with NILs, college sports is as close to pro sports as they've ever been before, so they should be treated accordingly. All right, let's move along because this sort of ties into our next segment. It's Baltimore and beyond our national and sometimes international perspective. And this Mm -hmm. week, it's all about the concept of all-star games, which are supposed to be for the fans. But they seem to be declining in what is a much softer, in my opinion, sports society where 
I hear athletes like Jalen Brown saying, we had a fine line. We, we were trying to decide whether we wanted to play hard or avoid injury during the NBA All-Star game, in which no defense was played whatsoever. So what's no. the point of holding the game if it's just going to be a three-point shooting dunk contest? Well, what they do is, I mean, a minute from that, again, the game, the All-Star game has not been as good as it used to be. Uh, Jim, again, these, and I understand that. Like, I understand these guys not trying to – uh, hurt themselves in these all-star games. Like when I was an all-star game, I'm not going to stretch too. I'm not going to slide. I'm not diving. You will not, not die for a ball. Hell no. Not doing an all-star game. Um, you know, it may be go up against a wall or something. Yeah. But you just, you have to protect yourself. But at the same time, um, what they do away from that, that all-star week is, is we just see the game. If you've ever been to all-star week, they do so much. The players do so much with the fans. They do so much with the community where they're at and involved. So I respect so much about what they do off the court. Um, I know on the court, we want the product. We want that competitive game, even if it's competitive in the last, you know, six minutes of the game, which it used to be. It, it always was. The first three quarters were some fun. The last quarter, all right, let's get to it. Um, make it make it incentive-based. I remember when MLB All-Star Game was incentive-based about being the winner gets to host the World Series. If the winner gets to host Eastern and Western Conference, you know, they get to host it. Now they, but this is the first year in a while they went back to East right. and West. They were the team. So obviously that equation didn't work. Um, but I think outside of just watching the score 211, 186, I mean, damn, how do you even score that? You can't score that much in practice. But it's, I look at it as it's like, they're having a good time. They're putting on a show for the fans, windmilling and all that kind of stuff. You see, Adam I don't Silver think the fans happy. were too happy with the performance, no, to be honest. I don't. I don't. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if Jalen Brown's playing hard and he's and he knocks knees with LeBron trying to go and beat, and then he misses ten games with the Celtics. Okay, it, it, someone has to remind me the last time someone of substance got hurt in an All Star. But you also have to game. There's always, man, there's always injuries that happen. Like there's underlining things that you don't know, like that happened. Like there's tweaks and they'd be like, oh, why did this guy play longer in the All-Star game? Yeah, he might have did something. And then a week later you hear about it. There's always something. Well, LeBron, just, was, a case. LeBron was, yeah, a but, case. LeBron was a classic case. But he's also he's also in 20. He's also yeah. in year 20. Yeah. I mean, there's just year 20. Get you get get in the game, starts, dabs everybody up. He's 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 the GOAT in, in that regards. He's 20 years into it. No one's ever done it. He's got the most points, most minutes. Like the dude is. Is unbelievable. There's there's save the minutes for my Lakers. Yeah. Save my save the minutes for my Lakers, buddy. Save those minutes for that. And well, I mean, he didn't play know. in the second half, so he can rest his ankle a little bit he more. Didn't he, he didn't need to play any. He didn't need to play at all. Didn't need to play at all. Five, Let the young guys play. That's fine. You played in five major league baseball all-star games, as we always mm -hmm. point out. Um they were competitive, though, weren't they, at that point when you were playing in those games? Um, I mean, guys gave um, a crap. It seemed like everything changed in 2002 when Bud Selig held his hands up after it was, what, tied 7-7 in Milwaukee in the end of the All-Star game in a tie. It seemed like everything changed with the All-Star game after that. That's when they had the incentive of the winner of the game gets home field yeah. advantage for the World Series, and that didn't seem like to play that. over well with the players. I mean, I, I, if you give an incentive base, you make the game even more competitive. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you're an all-star, you won. The most important thing as a as a player is that the team that you're representing, the Orioles for me, that I gave them um, the most of my effort. At the all-star game, I'm going to give my effort. I'm going to get two at-bats. I'm going to have fun. I'm not diving. I'm not trying to break up a double play. When I get back to the Orioles – 
Let's go. It's all hands on deck. So you have to reserve yourself for this All-Star game. You have to. The fans, they get it. I mean, I believe the fans get it. And if, again, if you want to see these guys, you want to see 110 to 108 score, but you might get your favorite player get an elbow because, again, these are the greatest players on earth playing. So the competitive, if you want to talk about competitive, the best players are the most competitive. Like there's going to be elbows. There's going to be some. So you would like if if Jalen Brown got an elbow to the nose, you would like if this guy like I get it. Trust me. I want a lower score. 200 is 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 is, is absurd. For one that's team. Absurd. Yeah. Absurd. That's absurd. I mean, that's just that's not even defense. That's I mean, that's I don't even know how you do that. But I just think the, the product of what the NBA is doing and what they do and they give back. I think that is is a great job. And, and Adam, baseball, baseball does it the best, though. Baseball yeah, does it the best. Uh, no NFL, doubt. And, you know, I omitted, a good job I omitted the NFL, which really started yeah. this whole thing in playing no defense. 100%. That's, that's why they've oh, gone yeah. to things like dodgeball and uh, flag football. But I think those are cool, too, because look at why these guys played five, six months of getting hit. And then, OK, here's a, you know, especially the guys that lost in the in the the previous game to get to the Super Bowl. Now you yeah. got to go there. Yeah, like those guys might be mad, but you, look, you've already beaten each other up all year. There's no need for it. And so I like the transition. They said, look, we're going to open it up. We're not going to we're not going to do this big Pro Bowl. We're going to do it again. Dodgeball, flag football, the golf. They do all these different activities and it just shows the different personalities and different athleticism of these players. And I like that obviously more. I like when they do the skills competitions. I like when they when they do these different things because it just shows the different it shows the the, the different athlete of them. Do you want to see a strong safety go hit somebody? Yeah, I want to see that. But we've seen enough of it. Okay? Yeah, I miss it's Sean okay Taylor to, knocking out the exactly, punter. Exactly, but you're not going to get that no more. It's okay for them to just have fun. They earned it and just have a good time. That's the part with the All Star Game. It's a good time. Enjoy it, the accolade, but your focus is on your team. Ask anybody. The focus is on your team. That's why they say, I need a big second half out of you. I, oh, well, I gave all to the All-Star game. No, I need a big second half out of you. So it's, you know, baseball does it the best. Well, that's why I leaned on you, because the next time I go to the All-Star game and participate, <laughs> I'll be able to share my experience just like yours. Another uh, fun. Well, you're, we'll, yours be waiting. Be we'll be waiting a lifetime for that to occur. So <laughs> as in never. All right, let's head into our final segment. It's called Socially Speaking. This is where we answer a tweet or social media post. We are on all three of the major platforms. We're going to be adding a YouTube page and TikTok at some point. Maybe TikTok. We'll see. But certainly X, Facebook, and of course, Instagram. You can find us at Adam Jones Pod on all three, at Adam Jones Pod. Chip will put up the graphic there for those watching on YouTube, or you can email us at theadamjonespod at gmail.com, theadamjonespod at gmail.com, excuse me, thinking about corn on the cob. And uh, by the way, we're going to have some great videos courtesy of our main host coming from, well, Birdland very soon on the new YouTube page. So we're looking forward to that. As Adam is in Florida, if you haven't noticed, I'm in Baltimore, which is why I'm double layered, but We'll be in Sarasota next week. So we got a couple of correspondences on X. Mm -hmm. You tweeted about which guests folks want to see coming up in future episodes yeah. of the Adam Jones podcast. And Chad wrote in at Chad Kendrick 54. I really enjoyed the Dontrell Willis interview. He was one of my favorite Ooh. players growing up. Ultimate gamer. I would like to see Wayne Kirby, Cal okay. Ripken, okay. uh, Hunsu Kim, 
Ben McDonald, Ooh. and new Orioles owner David Rubenstein. So Chad's got a big wish list. Okay, I see that. Um, Kirby, I think I can get Kirby. Uh, Mr. Rubenstein, that's going to be that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Owners, uh, name owner that's ever spoke. Right. Um, uh, Cal, Cal's a tough one. And I, I know I know his son wants to get him, and, and I know he's leaving in that ace in the hole. Cal's a tough one, but I would I would love to because obviously to talk about uh, just the history of the game and how the team, sure. the direction of the team. Obviously, he's a big fan of the team, and you see him at a lot of games, and he would have a, a you know a very very good insight on the team. Hunsu Kim, I'll be in Korea for the Korean series, so I'm will try that. I will try that. That would be that would be a good one. Would, and Ben McDonald, and, of course, is a is a given. Ben McDonald, yeah, I think Ben McDonald would be great too because. Again, he can talk about the transformation of the pitching, of the whole, the, the whole culture of pitching uh, in Baltimore in the last seven years since he's been there. I think seven, eight years, something like that. So yeah, he's been be doing. A, he's been doing great. this week what you're going to be doing in a couple of weeks coming up with the Orioles as a coach yeah. with them. And uh, yep. I don't know if he's traveling with the team or not. So I think that option may be up to you whether or not you want to make a road trip. But we can yeah. talk about yeah. that next week. I'll, next week I'll be coaching. I'm, I'm going to have my fungo. And you know, be more of a Bobby Knight type coach. No, I'm, I just want to go there and be a big brother. Anybody that needs any help, any talking, anything anybody needs, you know, I, I just want to be a source. I've reached out to a couple guys, uh, Willie Randolph, Kirby, and just asked them, uh, just you know, how do you get back into the game? How do you, you know, just how? And uh, all of them have given me really good advice and just be myself and uh, just try to be a brother and and uh, a, a resource. You know, my career, I had my career. There's no need to be like, oh, whoa, back in my day, nah. It's your day, and how can I make your day better? It's, it's not, 2012 is 2012. How can I make 2024 you know, and 25? How can I make that better? I can tell you a lot of Oriole fans that I have spoken with, very excited that you're back in the fold going down to Sarasota. All right, let's yeah. get back to the more uh, conversations we were having inside Socially Speaking because Michelle, at Michelle in Maryland, wrote in, Buck was my favorite so far. I would like to see you interview your family their perspective of watching you travel, change teams, and succeed in your career. We had a couple of people ask about Buck, and for anyone asking, he came on last year. Check our vast archives of over 50 interviews. If you want to catch the Jones family on the Adam Jones podcast, just watch the background when he's in Barcelona. They make cameo appearances all the time. They're unpaid cameos, but they're on there. Yeah, oh, but the kids are definitely on there. In the end, people have... have uh, it, They've not. I guess they just haven't haven't seen our previous stuff, and that's good. And I mean, we still have the ammo, and we can uh, go back and tell them to go back and listen to these old episodes. Go back and listen to Griffey. Go back. Go back and listen to JJ. Go back and listen to Weeders. We've had all the guys that they've really wanted on, and you can go back and listen to them. And you know, that's the beautiful part about it. There's some really good interviews. There's better ones to come. I mean, I just think that what we're doing and just trying to connect the Birdland to. You know, I guess the reality, you know, some beat writers can't ask certain things. And again, that's just how it works. Um, we we're able to just see them a little bit different. You got Harbaugh uh, trying to get his dad. That'd be great. Try to get Jim. I mean, he's going to the Chargers. So there's just so many cool things that we've done so far and still to come. So I think people, you know, if they haven't seen our, our, our episodes or they have a request, maybe we've already done it so they can go back. And again, maybe we can have them again. And you know what? Jeff, you're right about this one. Jeffrey Mayer. He owes Baltimore an explanation. 
We can get him on. I know he tried oh, his he... hand. I, I know he tried his hand oh. at minor league baseball. I don't know where he is now, but I'm sure we can hey, track him not? down. But yeah, 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 John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, we expect both we've of those guys to return yeah, for season ones. three of the Adam Jones podcast. Notice you don't see him on any other podcast. I think I pointed that out a few times, but they're not really into doing a lot of podcasts except ours. It seems. No. All right, Mayor last... was in the Oriole system. Yeah. And they didn't uh, call him up. They should have called him up just so he can get booed. Like, <laughs> just call him up, get a standing ovation of boo. I didn't know if he was be. in the Orioles system or not. We'll oh. have to, we'll have to okay, research that okay. or edit this part out. <laughs> One more correspondence in our socially speaking segment, finally from Noah at Noah Buyer 01. He chimed in with this. Chris Davis and Buck were the best guests. You got to eventually get Adley on, O'Day, Steve Pierce. And he mentioned Ooh. Gary Thorne would be cool, too. And I agree with any or all of those guys, AJ. Okay. All right. I love Gary Thorne. I love Gary Thorne. And I want to get him. I would, Okay. I can reach out to Mr. Thorne. I can reach O'Day. Uh, I know he's working a lot with the Braves uh, right now, which is great. He's still keeping himself busy. So I'll definitely reach out to him. And, again, I, got, I have a list in my head and, and on paper of guys that I would like to get. But that's why I ask. Yeah, these are – these are the fans. He would, you know, give the fans what they want. Steve Pierce would be a good one. You know, that underdog got 10 years in the big leagues. Love me some Pierce. So, um, yeah, I like I like those. I like those. It's a good list. Absolutely. And we yeah. know that Eric Hosmer is going to appear at some point on this podcast because he yeah. tweeted back Haas. at you this past week. Yeah, Haas is going to come on soon. I know he just retired. Hell of a career. Hell of a career. I know Orioles fans, I know they kicked our butts in 14. I know. But Haas had a hell of a career and happy, you know, got to know him away from the game and just a great dude. So yeah, uh, happy and check out his never is, you know, see what he's doing with his life, the rest of his life. We'll save him for uh, for midseason, but he's uh, down the yeah. road. We're focusing on the Orioles right now. We do want to thank our loyal and dedicated sponsors. Here they are. Please go out and support them, folks. They make this podcast happen. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Wineman Company. Your fun awaits at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Feed the whole crew with something for everyone, from cheesesteaks to crab cake sandwiches. Plus, ask how you can get a $15 dining credit. Get in on the gaming action with the hottest slots and your favorite table games, like blackjack, roulette, and poker. Free live shows every Friday and Saturday. Come experience nonstop fun and excitement only at Hollywood Casino Perryville. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. Maryland Lottery. Because fun looks good on you. Right now, play our exciting new multiplier scratch offs for a chance to win up to $2 million.
If you received ERC funds, listen closely. The IRS has 10 years to audit your claim, but you only have until March 22nd to get taxpayer relief, and the clock is ticking. If you're losing sleep over a possible audit, we'll review your claim. If you made a filing error, we'll set things right. If you're being audited, we'll provide expert representation. The IRS Voluntary Disclosure Program ends March 22nd. You deserve peace of mind. Visit SaveMyERC.com to schedule a consultation today. That's SaveMyERC.com. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. There are a lot of ways to make whiskey, but there's only one way to make Jack Daniels. At Jack Daniels, they charcoal mellow every drop, only using water from Cave Spring Hollow in Tennessee. When you make your own label, you make everything else yours too. But we don't need to tell you that, do we? Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. Tennessee whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniel Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels and Old Number 7 are registered trademarks 2022. Jack Daniels, all rights reserved. Everyone knows Green Mount Station in Hampstead, but did you know that at Green Mount Station, you can bet seven days a week just like you're at the track? With in-person teller windows and state-of-the-art touchscreen kiosks. And with Green Mount Station's brand new Bet Park Sports Book, you can bet on all other sports as well, wherever you are in Maryland. Spreads, money lines, live bets, props, parlays, and teasers. The Bet Park's Maryland mobile app is now live for Apple and Android devices, so you'll never miss your next big score. Just search for Bet Parks MD in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And for a limited time, 21 and over Adam Jones podcast listeners can get a $75 gift card to Green Mount Station simply for opening a new account with promo code GMS and a minimum $50 initial deposit. $25 gift card for new users in Maryland only. 21 and over only. Please play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, you work hard, I work hard, and we all like to save money. That's why we need the Royal Farms Rofo Rewards app to get more value for our hard-earned money. With the app, you earn royalty points on every purchase, can place mobile orders for quick pickup, plus a discount at the gas pump with Rofo Pay. We all like to save money, and with the Rofo Rewards app, we do. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Also, thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin for putting this episode together. Chip pays attention to half of the podcast. The other half, he's tweeting out or texting us meaningless baseball stats that only he cares about. But we thank him for his participation. He is the most interesting man in the world. Go out and subscribe to the Baltimore Banner. Until next time, be real, be kind, and make sure to be back next week when we're in Sarasota for another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast. Get out of here.